0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, February 7th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama is making his higher education plans known, but rather than allowing higher ed prices to come down by getting the feds out of higher ed, the president is hoping some small time price controls will do the trick. So says Neil McCluskey, associate director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom.
1: In the State of the Union address, basically what the president said about higher education was correctly, that the price is too high. It goes up too fast. Uh, And he spoke just vaguely about doing something to uh, punish schools that raise their tuition prices too quickly or too high. I didn't give any real details on that and did talk about, of course, we need to expand student aid, work study, things like that, so that we can defray the cost of college. Unfortunately, he didn't give any acknowledgement of the very basic reality, which is the more aid you put out there, the more schools can raise their prices because the last thing you want is to think it's the
0: federal policy that's the problem, not the solution. But he did sort of say, we can't just keep handing out money to higher education. We can't afford it. We'll go broke. He did say that in the State of the Union address.
1: Yeah, he said that. So he acknowledged there is eventually some limit on the earth's resources that we can put into sending kids to college. Uh, But he didn't give any indication of how he'd stop it. But he gave a speech at the University of Michigan a few days later where he began to flesh this out a little bit more. And what he said is what we're gonna do is most of the aid increase will be in something called campus-based programs where basically the money for aid goes to schools and they administer it. Most well-known of these is work study where you get paid basically to do a job on campus and that helps you to pay your bills. The other thing that people don't know that well is something called Perkins Loans, which is a federal student loan, but the money goes to colleges and they disperse the loan to you. And it's a very small program relative to uh, overall federal loans. And and he said in this speech, we're going to increase all that, all these campus-based programs, to about $10 billion. But here's the catch. He said that schools that essentially raise their prices too high or don't show they're giving you value – the federal government would in some way reduce their access to that money. He didn't say how much, he didn't say what constitutes raising prices too high, but he's then introduced the idea of basically soft price controls. We're gonna increase aid, but you might not be able to get that full increase if some way the federal government designates your price increases to be too high.
0: So it is uh, rather than allowing schools and students and parents to mete out what schools are good values or or not uh, and have them devote their own resources. He's just saying that the federal government's role here will be to sort of play whack-a-mole with schools that are raising prices too high.
1: Yeah. And here's the idea is this is federal money and the federal government is saying, look, you can't access – some of this very federal money, and it turns out to be a very small percentage, so $10 billion is maybe at most a tenth of what the federal government spends on student aid. And we don't know how how much they would cut if they say you raise too, your price is too high, and they don't say what constitutes too high. So lots of details still here to come, but basically they're saying because it's federal money we'll make those decisions, and in a way it kind of makes sense to say, well, we can't just rely on on parents and students because every student is taking colossal amounts of other people's money, taxpayer money to pay for college. And so they, uh, for decades, haven't cared about efficiency because they're not paying with their own money. But that's what goes again to the root problem. Federal student aid, money that's taken from taxpayers and given to someone else The people who get that money aren't going to care about the price nearly as much. And, of course, colleges are going to see, well, this student who used to have $1,000 now has $2,000. Let's charge him $2,000, and we'll plow the extra money into nicer rec facilities or fancier dorms or something like that.
0: What does that money do? It basically fuels –
1: Huge waste. Now, part of that you see reflected in the schools. There's well-known in higher education an amenities arms race. That means the nicer recreation facilities. It means at Ohio State, you have to have the highest climbing wall in the world. At Washington State University, you have to have the biggest jacuzzi on the West Coast, things like that. That's a big problem. The other thing it does is it incentivizes people to consume higher education who are in no way prepared for it. Part of the outcome of that is about only about 57% of people who enter a four-year, generally a bachelor's degree program, finish within six years. And most of those will never finish if they're not done within six years. So that's you know, bordering on half of people you say go to college, take other people's money to do it, and you never finish. That is huge waste. Then we see about a third of people with bachelor's degrees jobs that don't require one because now everybody has this credential but the credential generally means nothing and over the last decade we've seen the earnings of people with just a bachelor's degree so not who get advanced degrees after that actually go down so clearly this feeds waste on all sorts of levels and interestingly in a speech just recently uh, Vice President Biden acknowledged he said look We know that this aid leads to massive price inflation, but if we didn't have this aid, there would be millions of people going to school right now who wouldn't be able to go. Now, it's not true they wouldn't be able to go because tuition prices would probably be much lower, but even if it were the case, millions of those people have demonstrated they shouldn't be there to begin with, and there'd be much better things for them to do with their time, go to trade school, do lots of other things, but don't spend your time in a four-year college program that you really aren't interested in or you're not prepared for, and then you waste your time and money and taxpayers' time and money. There's only one thing that the federal government can do if they really want to address the massive inefficiency problems and tuition inflation problems in higher education, but it's the thing that's hardest to do politically. It's to stop playing Santa Claus. It's to say, we are going to phase out federal aid and require people to pay for higher education with their own money or money they get from people voluntarily. And that would include lots of opportunities for student loans. Anybody who has a a well-demonstrated ability to do college-level work and then get higher earnings as a result people would have a huge profit motive to lend to them. And, of course, tuition prices would go down because they're not super inflated by student aid. And we'd keep all those people who are going now who really don't want to be there, don't need to be there, shouldn't be there. They'd be doing something else. So, absolutely, the only thing that makes sense is for the federal government to get out of the student aid business. But politically Nobody wants to be the person in Washington who says it's time to stop being Santa Claus. It's time to do the thing that we know makes sense, that we know would be best for people, and just get out of the game. Because in the short term, you always want to be that person handing out free money to people.
0: Neil McCluskey is Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.